Welcome to Confessions of a Closet Romantic, where we take a romantic journey together in movies, rom-coms, TV shows, and sometimes books on a different theme each episode. This is Poppy, and in this episode, you hurt my feelings. Oh, that title says it all about human connection, doesn't it? Aww. I'm a paper crafter, and one of my favorite stamps in my collection says, It's hard to be a human, but you're doing a really good job. <laughs> I think all of the characters in the movie You Hurt My Feelings are finding it hard to be a human when this movie opens in a gently hilarious, affectionate, perfect storm kind of way. Everyone is faking it until they make it, telling little white lies here and there to keep things running smoothly. But greasing the social wheels sometimes means the train runs right off the track. Academy Award-nominated writer-director Nicole Holof center who directed Enough Said, which I covered in a previous episode, which also stars Julia Louis-Dreyfus. She, she just corners a market on the pain and imperfection and struggles in relating to partners, family, and close friends. By the way, there are plenty of spoilers in my discussion of this movie, so if you don't enjoy that, maybe watch the movie first before you listen. Julia Louis-Dreyfus stars as Beth, a writer and teacher who has quietly published a semi-successful memoir and is now trying to get her first novel published. She leads a tiny memoir writing seminar at the New School in New York, full of inexperienced students <laughs> who think their suffering is fascinating, but Beth is not going to be the one to tell them. I want to write about this man on the street who came up to me and said that his car had a flat and that he needed to change out of his nice clothes to change the tire. So he asked me to stand guard while he changed out of the nice clothes so nobody would see him. And that happened I, to me too. Really? Mm -hmm. And how old were you? Nine. Okay. I don't understand. So what? He took off his pants and started masturbating while staring at me. It's disgusting. I am horrified that that happened to you, Ivy, and to you, Marielle. But it's very compelling to write about something so personal, for sure. Absolutely. Billy, do you, do you have anything you'd like to share uh, with Yeah, you? okay. Uh, so I knew this girl once who talked too much. Uh, it drove me crazy. But one day, a bee flew in her mouth, and <laughs> I thought it was hysterical and just <laughs> so perfectly poetic. Yeah. Uh, I literally thought, thank God, maybe now she'll actually shut up. <laughs> but then she had an allergic reaction and died. Oh, wow. I didn't see that coming. That is, that's terrible. Right there in front of you this happened? Uh, in the hospital, but it was pretty awful. And I want to write about that day because of the guilt I have from laughing. I, I just felt so terrible. Well, I think that that has the potential to be a very moving story. What if you want to write about somebody who's not dead, but it's not very nice about them? To tell you the truth, I say just write your heart out and don't show it to them. 
Really? Yeah. Um, what, what kind of story were you thinking about, Hal? Something in a prison. Oh, all right. And uh, what about a prison specifically interests you? Jail. For sure. Gosh, guys, what a productive class. I can't get over. We've got such a good group. Give yourself a hand. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Fantastic. Beth is extremely happily, adorably married to Don, a therapist, played by the fabulous Tobias Menzies. If you're a fan of Outlander, oh, you'll recognize him immediately. <laughs> this is a totally different character, though. Thank God. He's paid good money to help his clients find solutions to their emotional problems. <laughs> but instead, his days are spent listening to repetitive resentments, complaining clients who don't seem to be willing to do the work, while he bites his tongue and tries to put a positive spin on their struggles. Coming here for two years, okay? And in that two years, we added it up, we have spent nearly $33,000 on you. I see, okay. Yes, and, and because uh, nothing has really changed between us, we, we feel, and this might be the one thing we do agree on, uh, that we are entitled to a refund. Going into therapy, it doesn't have a guarantee. It's not like that. Yeah, well, it should be, okay? Because we're, we're barely hanging on here, okay? And you don't help. Nobody helps. I try to do my best, Jonathan, but honestly, I can't be the one to solve your problems. Well, then why are we coming here? You, you have to solve your own problems, and I'm here to help you do that. And I understand. Like, it, takes, it can take, you know, a long time sometimes to make real progress. How long? Well, it takes as long as it takes. That's not a real answer. We're not kidding around here. And, and listen, if you need to pay by installments, that's fine. We're totally cool with that. So, let me get this. You're, you're angry because you guys just, you just fight in here. And I don't help. I don't tell you how to fix things. And, yeah. You don't. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you've been married how long? Ten Nine years. years. Ten years. Have you ever considered uh, ending your marriage? What? What? I'm going to tell you something that I think probably is worth your money, and I feel like it is my job as your therapist. I think you need to consider separating. You want to stop therapy? Get a divorce. What the fuck, Don? You can't say shit like that. How dare you? Honestly, from what I've seen, there's nothing left between you. I'm, I'm doing you a favor by saying this. You really think that? Don't listen to him. Yeah, that's exactly what I think. I don't want a divorce. Oh, fuck it. Come on, Carolyn, let's go. Oh, by the way, doctor, we're not paying for this session. They have a grown son, Elliot, who manages a pot store but wants to be a writer, but struggles in his mother's somewhat oppressive toxic positivity. Beth's sister, Sarah, is an interior designer who finds her clients' privilege and perfectionism exhausting. 
But she would never ever say this, of course, because she's paid big money to lie and say she doesn't mind going back to the store 59 times to find that perfect light fixture that will end up looking nearly exactly the same as all of the other ones she has tried. As the story begins, it perfectly captures that exhausting, disillusioning moment at, say, age 40 or 45, when your romantic and professional possibilities have narrowed, you've gotten perhaps married or in a long-term committed relationship, maybe you've had kids, you've committed to a career path, and your life has somewhat calcified, and all of it, and who you really are or really want to be, are off just a fraction like an audience clapping on the one and three instead of the two and four at a jazz club. Your siblings feel differently since, since they are helping? I don't know, man. Maybe they're just nicer than me. They're pissed I'm not doing anything. You know, they're taking him to doctors and clipping his fucking toenails. <clears throat> Jim, uh, we haven't been working together very long, but... Um... Yeah, I'm hoping that we, we can begin exploring your relationship with your father. You're not listening to me. My dad was a prick. Still is. There, there's nothing. I just don't like everyone else being mad at me. Me, my brother, my sister were close. Do you know that they're mad at you? Yeah, I can tell. <sighs> anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to change my mind. So let them do it if they want to. And do they want to? I don't fucking know. Okay, that, um, that's the end of our session. Um, I'd, uh, I would, I'd like to continue this next week. Sure. Thanks, Doc. Okay, take care. Oh, God, he's an idiot. So what do you think? Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, good. I mean, that's what I'm here for. So, any reason in particular? It's just, I don't know, basic. Yes. Yeah, well, it is. It's simple. It's classic. True. Yeah. But it doesn't really say anything. Yeah. No, you're right. It doesn't, it doesn't say anything. Wait, what? Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Oh, this was a bad choice? Okay. I heard you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm, but I, I got it. Okay. I just think you could work someplace better, you know, because you're smart. You've got a degree. So does everybody else. He's 23 years old. Where else should he be working? I just think you could find something that's more on par with your abilities because you're talented, Al. Well, who's to say? I say. I say. We both say. Yeah. You guys haven't even read what I've written. What? Are you kidding me? Come on. I know it's going to be wonderful. When do you think it will be finished? Absolutely no idea. Can I, uh, can I get a bit more shower? No. That? Thank you, honey. Why don't you guys get your own food? We like to share. Why does that bother you? If I'm ever done, I will let you read it. But right now, just getting to the end is going to feel like a huge accomplishment. Honey, because it is a huge accomplishment. Absolutely. I bet it's going to be terrific. You don't know that. It might stink. Yeah. Yeah. It'll probably stink. <laughs> Why do you do that? Do what? You haven't read it. Just let it be shitty if it's shitty. 
Hey, what's going on with you? What, what is this? You're always expecting the best from me. You're welcome? Do you remember when you said I was a great swimmer and you enrolled me in that advanced class? Oh, boy. I wasn't a great swimmer. I kept telling you that. I was average. My teacher even said I should take a beginner class. She did? Yeah. It was, it was mortifying. But worse than that, I didn't know who to believe. I knew that I wasn't good, but my mom was saying I was. So was I good? Or is my mom a liar? Well, why did I think you were good? You didn't. You wanted me to think I was. Maybe I thought you could be good, and I was just being encouraging. Then it's like you set me up to fail. Really? Okay. Jeez, I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that's enough blaming. No, Girl, it's fine, on. okay? He should tell us these things. I, I want to hear this. M middle school. Remember my English teacher, Mr. Sapp? Yeah. He gave me a C on some paper I wrote, and I came home and I said, I worked really hard on it. I deserve better. Okay, I don't remember this, but okay. Well, I you said, oh, well, if you worked really hard on it, then you should have gotten better grades. So you went to the guy and convinced him to give me a B. And the, the crime here is what exactly? I didn't deserve the B. I deserved the C, but I didn't want you to know that. Hang on a second. Elliot, come on. You told me you deserved a better grade, right? And I believed you. So actually, in this case, you were setting me up, right, honey? Mom, I was a child. I wasn't a good swimmer. I wasn't a good student. Elliot, she was trying to be supportive. Like, it's, it's what parents do. They try to support their kids. But then I grew up with this, with this strange feeling like I'm, I'm better than everyone else. Like, like I was looking at myself through your eyes. And then suddenly I realized I'm not the things you say I am. Oh, sweetie pie. I honestly think I'm... So in the first act of this movie, everyone is slightly off their game. Not exactly at their best, but they're maintaining. And then this happens. I thought that you liked her writing. I do, generally. I, I, I don't like this new book. And this is a memoir? No, 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 she's, uh, she's written a novel. It's fiction. It's kind of a, kind of mystery. Uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what it is. I just feel stuck and I just, I, I don't know what to do. Does that make sense? I don't know. Shit, man. Can you say anything? No, I, but I can't, I can't. I could've, maybe should've, you know, like second, third, 20th read. 20th read? Yeah, yeah. Draft after draft after draft. She was asking for notes and I didn't know how to, and now it feels too late. And it's no good. Not to me. Oh my god. Oh my Wait, god. Beth, Beth. Oh my I, god. I think they were talking about something else. Oh, I can't believe this. No, I mean, maybe when it's hurt. I think I'm gonna be sick. Oh, no, you are? Yeah, I think I'm gonna throw up. Okay. Right, 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 right there, right there. It's like, it's like, oh god, right here? Oh god. Oh. No, I don't think I can, I can't. He loves you more than life itself. What does that have to do with anything I'm here? I'm saying that he doesn't love your book, okay? He doesn't love your book. I mean, who cares? Do you understand? I've been working on this book for two years, uh -huh. right? I've given him like a million drafts to read. And every time he reads it, every single time, he tells me how much he loves it. Every single time! Because he just doesn't like 
you know, get it or whatever. And now my hands have gone numb. Yeah. For real. Okay, can you take a deep breath? I am breathing, Sarah. All right. Would you just, you're gonna talk to him. Well, that's a joke. I am never gonna be able to look him in the face ever again. Okay, that's over. Y'all, the way Julia Louis-Dreyfus captures that parched throat, dried up saliva, can't catch your breath, choked feeling uh, that you have when you're trying to express thoughts and emotions running through your brain frantically after you've been emotionally blindsided or shamed or deeply hurt. Oh, it's incredible. She plays it painfully straight. It ends up being, of course, because it's her, heartwarming, but so emotional. The characters in this movie are trying so hard not to hurt each other's feelings by doing something that is arguably unethical or maybe ill-advised in a personal relationship. And this reminds me of my kooky mother, who truly believed she was just being honest when she shared her unvarnished, blunt, unsolicited feedback, much like the mother in this movie. But guess what? A snotty, strongly voiced opinion is still just an opinion, and sometimes an encouraging white lie helps people feel supported and loved. There are ways to share your honest opinion with the people you care about without being hurtful. Well, sometimes not, as this movie proves. Which is what the whole second half of the movie is all about and ends up being so heartwarming and almost encouraging. Oh, after a short career in fibbing with their loved ones, the characters get to those honest but compassionate conversations a little too easily, perhaps, but I can't say I hated it because the resolution of that tension, that pain, was such a relief after all the heartache. Ellie just accused you of fucking him up because you didn't treat him honestly, and you're mad at me for doing exactly the same thing. I wasn't lying. I was encouraging. I wasn't lying. I was encouraging. That's not true. You were lying to be encouraging. supporting you felt more important. I'm not a child. Elliot was a child. I didn't want him to feel like I felt growing up. I know, but you're you're not your father. Well, my mother, okay? Okay, yeah, maybe a little. I just really wanted you to like him. I don't. Honestly, I don't care if I like your book. It's not why I love you, Beth. You're not your book. Do you love Elliot because he might write a fantastic play? No, don't. Well, I have to I say bu- this. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, this whole world is, is falling apart, and this is what's consuming you. No, I, I know the whole world is falling apart. Of course I know that. But this is my world, my small little narcissistic world. And, uh, you know, I'm hurt. I'm sorry. But I trusted you. I trust you. Honey, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I, 
I thought, haven't you ever lied to me? Like, I don't know, told me a, a white lie or... Well, yeah, I yeah, and did it make you, did it make you love me less or, or lose respect for me? No, this is not the same thing at all. They're just, these were small things, you know, like, there's no comparison. Really, honestly, it's not like your career, your work, or... But like what? Um, I don't... You bought me things that I pretended to like? I mean, nothing. Oh, really? What, what things? Oh, which, which ones? All of them? You're kidding me. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> why, why didn't you tell me? What? I did. I said, I wanted these leaf earrings, and then you kept buying me all of these no, leaf earrings. I've, I've, I've seen you wearing them. Of course, to, to make you happy. Yeah, to please you. <laughs> no, you know what? You've given me things that I don't like. Oh, the walk? No. The last V-neck sweater you bought me, it's like the, the third one. Who doesn't like a cashmere sweater? It's a V-neck. Like, no man wants a V-neck. You know, we have nothing to show. <laughs> what in the living hell are you talking about? I don't have any cleavage. Why would I wear a V-neck? No, I'm serious. Don, a V-neck goes like this, right? Yeah. And cleavage is like this. Still, I just, I don't think I should be like showing my chest. I mean, I'm not like on a yacht in the wind. Oh you know, my the... God. <laughs> you know what else? Huh? You've always told me what a great shrink I am. Yeah. You have no idea. Like, well, I might suck. In fact, I do suck. No, that's not possible. No, it's very, very possible. Oh, really? You want to tell me about it? Uh, it's okay. I'm not now. What are we going to do about our boy? I don't know. Maybe you are a bad shrink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, greasing the social wheels used to help social groups and relationships operate smoothly, get through the day without a lot of painful friction, even if the danger was spending a bit of time in the land of denial and illusion. But damn, compared to now, it was such a good place to be. And that's the ethical dilemma at the heart of this gentle, insightful movie full of smart, lovely people who mean well, love deeply, and try to not hurt others. But they do get it wrong so much of the time. So, are little white lies to protect the ones we care about really so bad? Or does telling these little fibs help us express a truth about how much we care how much we love them beyond their flaws and flubs and flailing around. Call me crazy, but I find that struggle in this movie deeply romantic. 
Well, maybe don't call me crazy to my face. A little white lie is always nice. If you enjoy this podcast, I really hope you'll share this episode and tell some friends about it. For more information and show notes, visit confessionsofaclosetromantic.com.